welcome to episode 184 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm almost winter break Janelle. Getting there. One week. A little over a week. No. <laughs> it is coming close. It's been not that long since Thanksgiving and now winter break is coming. It's kind of wonderful. Yeah. And I have a day off every month now until the end of the year. Wow. So. In addition to the weekends, you mean? Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's a three-day weekend in there or right. a spring break in right. there or, you know, school gets out. Yeah. So. It's great. I can do it. I can do it. Well, it's also been nice and rainy and cold here finally. Finally. Which we were having real scorcher last week. Yeah. So that's been nice. Did and you guys know if you don't live in California that it was in like the high eighties last week in California? Like in the nineties down where yeah. you were. Up here at our it's house it's so cooler. Hot in the beginning of December. Also, in addition to it being super hot, you wanted to turn the heater on this week. Yeah, so I don't know why I follow Phil's rules, but I was like shivering cold, so my feet were turning blue, and Phil said, when it gets down to 63, so I woke up this morning and it was 64, and just out of his mandate, I didn't turn it on. I think 63 is a reasonable temperature to then turn the heater on. What do you guys think? 63? At what point? 63 in the house, you think is... When it hits 63, I'll turn the heater on and warm it up a bit. So I would like to hear from our listeners. This is a a call to all you listeners. (laughs) Write to us at show at gmail.com or you can send us a message on our Facebook page. At what temperature would you turn the heater on? When is it too cold? Because here's my thing. The colder it gets, the more clothes you can put on and stay warm. But if you make it too hot in here, there's nothing I can do. It's just miserable. And you'd sweat me out if you had the chance. Oh, my gosh. I was trying to make things hot. My eyes are rolling. (laughs) All right. So that's your assignment this week, guys. Write to us. Tell us how hot you like to have it in your house. Where do you turn on the heater? Where do we draw the line? And it's not like I want you to turn the heater on to the 70s. It's just 67. That's all. 67. Ugh. It's like you're trying to just rip apart our bank I account. I want it to be 67 at all times. It's expensive and hot. No. It's finally the time of year when I'm not hot all the time. And now you want to, like, undo it? Oh, my gosh. Wear, like, a t-shirt and shorts. I do. All day. That's all I wear. No shoes. You're wearing pants right now. These are, like, pajama pants. That <laughs> they're are more like, like capris, actually. Yeah, you got these for me. I mean, they're pajama pants, so I don't care. But they're, they're like, pirate pants. <laughs> I got them for your, like, white rabbit costume. Yeah, it was for some costume or another. Or no. No, it was for the thing. thing. It's for thing. Uh, Adam's family thing. And, uh... You kind of shrink. Yeah, but like up and down. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's just for around the house. So they're kind of half half shorts. This is not really a fight because Janelle just, you know, gave in to we my We have fought, demand. like had real fights about the temperature. Oh, though. definitely. Like real ones. And since I don't get to put fights in that often, I'm retroactively going to put in a fights segment here. There it is. And now, this is going to be the shortest transition between two segments since I just put that one in. And now I'm putting in the next one, which is the news. And now the news. I think that's a Guinness Book of World Records record for shortest segment transition. For shortest transition between segments. Don't you think? I do. We'll have to call up the good folks at Guinness and... See if they want to get us in the books. I mean, everything's a record. Next to those big twins on the motorcycles, it'd be (laughs) you and me. Have I told you how, like, obsessed I was with the Guinness Book of World Records? Well, I believe it. I love that and Ripley's Believe It or Not. Those, like, go hand in hand for me. So we had a great Guinness Book of World Records at my house that I think, like, my mom got at, like, a library 
giveaway or something, like a public library giveaway. And I would obsess over that thing. Like, I would pour over it the, like, the twins on the bikes, the largest twins. I have very vivid memories of that. I think all of us from a certain generation do. The the twins on the bikes. You guys know what we're talking yeah. about? It was, like... The world record for the largest twins. And like, they, they weighed the most. Yeah. And then you compare it to the, like, largest human or the oldest human that ever lived. Gosh, crazy. And then so fun. Also, Ripley's Believe It or Not had some of that stuff. And then they had all kinds of other weird things. And I've got many of those books in, uh, well... As you know. <laughs> and then, so I have tons of Guinness Book of World Records books in my class. Like, you know. Because our kids love them now, too. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny, like, over the generations, like, kids aren't into them anymore. It's like, really? Yeah, like, they don't pick those to look at. They're kind of just gathering dust on my school shelves. Do they not have the same kind of stuff in it anymore, I wonder? Like, have you well, looked at a well, recent one? Well, there's the older ones that I got, like, when I first started teaching, and I kind of stopped getting them. So, I think, like, the, I think they're from, like, 2015 is, like, the last one I got. That's weird, because, like, if I was that age, when I was that age, if that was an option in my classroom, and I love to read books, and I loved to read then, but if that was an option to look at, I would totally have looked at yeah, those. Yeah, like, they don't touch them anymore. They just sit there. Well, do you ever, like, present them? They probably don't know what they are. I guess I need to. you got to do a presentation. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Yeah, because that's the kind, that's one of those, like, gateway books where, like, kids who aren't readers, um, who don't reading, love to read, yeah. you're reading, but there's, like, pictures, first of all, but also just, like, oh, my Gross, gosh, I can't believe, you Like, know? the largest booger. Yeah, like, well, they've all kind. those newer ones have all kinds of crazy stuff like mm -hmm. that. I'm telling you, you should, you should pitch that to some of your, you know, people that don't want to read. All right, I'm organizing my library right now. I've uh, I've done one bookshelf, and I I closed it while I was organizing it, and I like trained them because everything's color coded. If you get it from this bin, put it back in the bin with the color code. And so far, they've all been doing it. I'm all you can mess up all the other ones because I haven't organized them yet, <laughs> but do not. Why don't you have the kids do it? You know, they would do it in like two seconds. No, because I have to like, this is what you have to do now as a teacher. It's real fun. You have to find out if it's an AR book. If it's uh, AR, okay. you got to write the quiz number on the inside. If it's not AR, I put a little circle with a slash through it. And then I got to categorize it. I don't believe in only having books categorized by AR. So I have an AR section if you're looking to get your AR points. And then I have a section that's like dinosaurs or right, right. science or fiction. You got to like do both. So Janelli's decimal system. That's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so that was a lot of teaching talk. And I'm going to retroactively now put in a teaching talk segment. Mommy and Daddy is teaching talk. Teaching talk. Now, this is not only one of the shortest transitions between segments, <laughs> but, but it's also it's the most segments that we've ever had before the news. So, Guinness people, give us a call because I think this is definitely worthy of your pages, your hallowed halls. On your pages of your books. Are we going back to the news? Yeah, now we're going back to the... I guess we should... Is it a subsection of the news? Or do we have to put the news back in? No, we already did news. That was a subsection within the news. So I don't need to put a new news in. Okay. We're I'm still in the news. you got it all worked out in that brain of yours. Yeah, I think that'll work. I think that's good. People know we were doing the news, but then you did like a, a parenthetical teaching talk. Mm -hmm. We had to stick that in there. All right, so back to um, what you need to do is rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever you listen to our podcast. 
You need to email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram or our Facebook group, Mandarin Orange Show, or our Facebook page. And remember your assignment. Tell us about your temperature in your house. That's the week's assignment. Yes. Go ahead and do that. Um, We are on Twitter, but we don't post there, at Mandarin Orange. And then we have a TikTok at Mandarin Orange Show. Now, Instagram is the place to follow right now if you want to find out about our Dejunk December. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'll be posting some on our Facebook page and uh, in our group as well. But I'm also posting stuff on Instagram. So you just never know. Follow all the stuff. Never know. Because if you want to catch all of the content, you got to follow all of it. Yes. Now, we had some big things happen over the last weekend. Yes, um, we, we did. We did not one, but two live streams. Two big events. Which we told you guys about before, but let's do a rundown. First of all, last Friday night, after an evening, whatever, we kicked off our Dejunk December with a Mandarin Orange live Dejunk December kickoff. Yes, so if you haven't seen it, it is up on our Facebook page and in the group. I think it's in the group also, and by the time this goes up, it should be on our YouTube page as well. Yes. So, definitely check it out. Um, It was quite entertaining. I thought so. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Basically, we got a random box out of the garage. We go through it live on the show, and we decide whether to keep it or not. And I won't spoil how much we got rid of or kept, but it was quite entertaining. I think so. You can chime in, but, you know. You can't vote live, but if you think that there's something we kept that we really shouldn't, you could still, like, let your voice be heard. I'm not guaranteeing I'm getting rid of it. We are junking, but this is not like a just, you know, unilateral decision-making process here. I get the final say. I I have veto. That's why we have so much stuff. (laughs) But we are getting rid of a lot because it is junk December, and... We have gotten rid of boxes and boxes worth of stuff. Again, giving away or recycling or whatever, you know, is the most responsible way of getting rid of stuff that we can. Um, And in some cases, there's just straight up trash. (laughs) And uh, Phil responds well to praise. So send in those praises for getting rid of stuff. It's very hard for him to get rid of anything. So, focus on the positive. Well, we got two messages on our Instagram. One from our friend and listener, Aaron, who actually is the one that suggested the whole Dejunk December thing in the first place. And one from Amber. And they both praised me for getting rid of things. They know so you they, need they it. They do. They know that's my... They know my, that's your, your language of getting rid of stuff. It is. It's my... I don't know. It's not my love language. It's my... Dejunk language, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not sure how that works, but that does help. That and taking pictures of things. Yeah. Fill it up. Because if there's, if that, that way I have a memory of it. I have Mm -hmm. a way to like look. I can go back and go, oh, yes, that was what that was. I don't have to physically hold it. Yeah. Unless it's like in National Treasure where there's like an invisible message hidden on it and I have to have the physical thing and the picture doesn't do any good. Right. But barring a national treasure situation, that really does help. (laughs) I'm having a hard time because we did phase one of Christmas decoration. And I'm looking at our wall and we put a new poster up and it's throwing me off. Why? It just doesn't look like our wall. Is it not good though? No, I, I, I think it's great. It needs one more on the other side. What To balance it out. What are you going to put on the other side? I mean, I have other posters, but... But what would be good in that trifecta? I mean, I have another Joy Electric poster. I got a new Starflyer poster. That's what's up there. I have another Starflyer poster from that same series, too. You could, like, the Joy Electric in the middle and Starflyer, Starflyer. I got a lot of posters. I'll show you. Maybe there's something that'll strike your fancy. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like... You know, when something's been the same way for so long, yeah, takes some adjusting. Well, it really has helped with all this de-junking. We're actually able to get to some of our Christmas decorating, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's all for the kids. Phil and I never decorated for Christmas. Our first year of marriage, never did it again. 
until the kids were also old enough to uh, realize. To care, yeah. Well, when they were really little, we put a couple things up for like photo opportunity type things, but. I think I taped some Christmas lights to the wall. That's what I'm saying. Like, Like, that's pretty much it. When they were babies. We didn't do a tree again until they were old enough that we were like, okay, they're going to know now. (laughs) Yeah. But we have to do it now. And I don't hate doing it. I love Christmas time. It's just, you know, when you don't have kids around, I don't know. No. Like, we're not. That's not how most people are. It doesn't matter if you have kids. All right. Well, that's how I am. It's, I didn't think I would ever be that way. And it's, it's it's again, it's not like I'm anti it. I love Christmas time. <laughs> I love Christmas music. I'm always putting on Christmas music, and I like the decorations. It's just if I don't have to do it, then I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'd rather go look at someone else's, you know. Right. But you know, obviously, I'm more than willing to do it for our family if it's someone cares. You know? Right. And our kids do. They do. And speaking of Christmas, the other live stream that we did last weekend was Blue Christmas. We did the 24th annual Blue Christmas on our Popbox Music Facebook page. And it was really fun. You got to see uh, me and Janelle, I mean, the two of us. And our kids. Telling our listeners, the all of us on camera, at least at some point. We had four awesome artists um, do music. We had Rainhouse, Isopod, Eric Kennedy, and Stephen Wesley Giles. All of them did a really good job. Some very like unique or different performances for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just it was really good. We had a great turnout, a lot of comments online, a lot of people watching it and stuff. So I definitely would recommend you check that out. It's on the Popbox Music Facebook page and it's also on the uh, Popbox Music YouTube channel. Did you already put it on YouTube? By the time this goes up, I did. Oh. <laughs> I like how you've given yourself a to-do list. Well, and this is the great thing. If I haven't, by the time I'm editing this... Snip, snip. I go and... Well, snip, snip. I just go and po- post it real quick. I go like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. Oh, it's like an okay. audio to-do list, see? There you go. Because I know I'm going to listen to this later and edit it. And if I haven't done it yet, well, then I will. That's a sneak peek behind the curtain of how I get <laughs> stuff done. You can always find little clues of what I'm telling myself to do later on if you listen closely. I got a whole code for myself. Oh, my gosh. And that was pretty great. Well, other than that, though, it was it was a really busy week. Like, we had doctor's appointments and other things that we had to get to. But not a lot of, like, I don't know, interesting stuff other than that. Yeah, right? just the normal hustle and bustle. It's nice to get back into a normal hustle bustle. Semi-normal, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Starting to get back out there a little bit. Luke is, I mean, not like almost. He's got a second dose. He's almost there, you know, as far as the two weeks after Mm -hmm. the second dose. But we're still being very cautious. And fear not, you know, we're not like just throwing caution to the wind because of that. But We would never. We would never. But because of that, we are going to move along to something we haven't done in a little while. It is time to do a game, and we're going to do a top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. Okay, our top five this week is uh, top five that is honoring our de-junk December time. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is the top five things that we want each other to get rid of. So Janelle's going to do her top five things that she wants me to get rid of. And I'm going to do my top five things I want you to get rid of. Or category of things is what I did. Yeah. Not a specific thing. Although it could be a specific thing. But for me, I did like a category. You were really fast. It was easy. I know the things I want you to get rid of. All right. For the record, I fully acknowledge that I am the larger part of the junk collecting, of the keeping of things. But Phil really likes to rub in the five things that I do collect. I'm just saying that you do have things. I could have done a top 30. You definitely could have, and I would deserve it. But you also participate in it. Uh If we were on an episode of Hoarders, I wouldn't pretend that you are more the hoarder. But I would definitely say, hey, she does it too. Robin Zazio. And so Robin Zazio would be like, but she gets rid of everything that we ask her to. But she doesn't, though. Oh, well, we'll get to the things. We'll get to the things. No, I get rid of it. All right. let's. All you're right. going to go first. Tell us top five things you want me to get rid of. 
Um, things I want Phil to get rid of. Let's start with <laughs> any clothing item that has more holes than material. Mm, that's. I feel like that's a very specific item that you're no. referring to. No, it is not, because you have underwear in the same boat, <laughs> socks. You have t-shirts that are, like, maybe a large size in the garage. Wait, that's not holes. That's a separate thing. That's two small clothes. No, you have holes in those two small clothes, but you still want to hold on to them. You're not even willing to, like, make a t-shirt blanket out of it. <laughs> there's you not a lot of the them. holy shirts, I don't think. You're funny. I think there's, like, maybe a couple. There are a lot of two small ones. And then I'm going to tell you about the biggest, the one he thinks that I am... Um, <laughs> Talking about socks only. and underwear, I'll give you. There's probably a he few. He has I some could... like from college. We've talked about this on the show before. Not socks, I don't think. Well, I'm not allowed to purchase any more socks for Phil until he decrees that they're worn through. Accurate. He has no socks without like huge holes. In I the do. Heels. I got a couple pairs. But I will. I'll go on record right now since you mentioned it. I will get rid of some socks and underwear this dejunk December. Wow. There we go. Okay, so this one offender, <laughs> um, this happened early in our marriage. We were staying at a hotel for a night. I think it was like a work, I was doing like a work conference. Well, and it was like a spontaneous to, one. Yeah, you came down to join me. And they had a jacuzzi, and we didn't have swimsuits, but we were too poor to buy swimsuits. So I bought these, like, $3.99 cotton drawstring shorts for each of us. <laughs> and then I we did it, and then we forgot about them in the bag, and they, like, mildewed it's so bad that there's, like, huge gaping holes in them. Well, now... Over the years, because this, I mean, we've, we're going on 19 years of marriage. He still has this pair of shorts. <laughs> and he wears them just because it, like, drives me insanely crazy. <laughs> and he says he won't get rid of them. It's just a waistband <laughs> and one pocket. There's other parts to it, but that's the main functioning A part. A waistband and one pocket is what is left of these <laughs> shorts. I have quotations, fingers, and he says he won't get rid of it because he can hold his cell phone <laughs> in the pocket. In the phone pocket. So he won't get rid of it until the pocket goes. So I have dreams about like going in and just ripping a hole. <laughs> In the pocket. There were two pockets, and one pocket's already gone, so you know it's coming. Oh, my gosh. This is the thing. Like, I like to walk. I used to go around in my underwear all the time before our kids were older, and now they're And now you older. still do. No, but that way, it's a little bit of coverage, and, uh, and I got a pocket. And it's like, I fold the laundry. Phil does the laundry. I fold the laundry. And... Well, as I'm folding it, I basically just ball it into a waistband and throw it on his pile of pajamas. I'm not guaranteeing I'm getting rid of that. But... Well, if there's a hole, if the pocket goes. Once the pocket goes, I already said that, I'll get rid of it. Okay, so. that was item number one. That's largely for comedic effect, though. I'm just going to go on record saying I'm not actually... Then um, why do you wear them all the time proudly? Because it's funny. Every time oh I wear it and you all go like, ah. There's also a pair of uh, pajama pants that he wears. That one side is full <laughs> pants. It's full <laughs> pant leg down to the ankle. The other side has ripped in half. So he's got one side above the knee. It's shorts. And one pant. And he says he can't get rid of them because they're Wii U pajamas. They're and Nintendo. They don't no, make Wii. Wii. Wii pajamas. They don't make them anymore. And I said, well, I'll make a face mask out of this one. But then my sewing machine broke before I could make you a face ma matching face mask. I don't think it mask. broke so much as we just don't know how to, like, put it back together. Well... You're supposed to, like, service your sewing machine, like, every year. And you can imagine we've never done that. 
So it needs to be like oiled or something. All right. Anyways. All right. Well, that's one. We're doing top five and you're only at one. Okay. <laughs> Item number two. You can see this is something Janelle's very passionate about. It was your idea. I would like you to get rid of one of the old CRTVs. Is it CR? CRTV. CRT. CRT TVs. I know. Blah, 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 blah. So you have your CR TV to play Duck Hunt, but do we really need three? I like think it's really cute. You think we only have three. Wait. <laughs> what am I forgetting? We have one in the living room. We have one in our bedroom, and we have one in the... Oh, no, we have two out there. There's two in the playroom, but one of them is going to be moved out to the the new garage count. area. I want to get rid of one. No, but that's the thing is we're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I want. You realize, like, those things are a part of history now. Like, they aren't made anymore, and when they're gone, they're permanently gone. Well, there's hundreds of them, so they'll probably there's never not, be There's not, though. The price of those, like, look and see how much it costs to buy one now, like, on eBay or something. The price has gone way up. Anyway, get rid of one. Then we still have four. Four. No, we have four now. If I got rid of one, we'd only have three. Okay. Next, (laughs) maybe pare down that childhood toy collection. Oh, my gosh. Like, you might as well ask me to get rid of one of our children. And maybe your candy dispenser collection. Oh, my gosh. Why would you go straight for the things I love the most? And mm, your cash box collection, too. (laughs) That's ridiculous. There are so many more things in the garage I would get rid of before that. It takes up so much room. No, it doesn't. And you don't, like, play with them. You don't even know, like, those, those are a small percentage of what we have out there. But why? Like, why do you have them? Like, what are they? What's their purpose? I only have a few. I have, like, a couple of boxes of toys from when I was a little kid. Because they're, like, nostalgic, and I enjoy looking at them, and I pull them out and play around with them a little bit every once in a while. Have you ever played them with your children? Some of the things, yeah. Like? Like the rubber animal collection that's spread all around that the kids like to play with. Uh Uh-huh. See? I do. I absolutely do. And I'm not. Those ones I'm not getting rid of. I'm just saying you said things I I want you to get rid of. And I'm just saying I. I, Wait, that was it? That was top five? That was five. You didn't number. Once I started with the childhood toys, I said maybe pare down this, this, and this. All right. Well, you got to say the numbers so I know. Because I I thought that was just two things. So holy clothes. Then holy what? clothes. One of the old CRTs. Oh, the TVs. CRT. Maybe pare down that childhood toy collection. That's and four. I didn't say get rid of it all. I said pare it down. I know, but I'm not gonna do that. So candy suspenser. Pare it down. Cash box collection. Wait, that's pare six it things. down. No, it's not. One, two. Oh, okay, I see. It's not six. All right, it's five. <laughs> Well, you chose I, I of those five things, I will get rid of some holy clothes. That's pretty good. I'm gonna get rid of a lot of other stuff too, and I have been getting a lot of rid of a lot of other stuff. And there are things that take a lot more room up than those that I'll be getting rid of. I bet you the top five for me, I would be willing to get rid of some of all of it. Well, we'll see. Do you have any guesses? Frames. That's on there. Scrapbooking stuff. That's not. Um, purses. All right, I'm just going to go for it now. Here we go. Number one, teacher boxes. Now, this might sound like mean, but Janelle has teacher boxes in the garage that are things from her classroom over the years that she's amassed, and then she's brought home, and then they're stored in our garage. Now, she also has her classroom and her storage thing overflowing at school to the point where she can't, like keep stuff there her poor room partner that she shares like the storage space with like doesn't have room to put stuff because she has so much stuff there at school and the thing is i know a lot of that stuff you use and it comes in handy but the stuff in our garage is in boxes from what your first few years of teaching they have been in those boxes in our garage for over 11 years now and you've never needed them at school for all those school years, which no, tells me. No, that was from when I moved from the no, school. I there are multiple boxes in our garage 
that have been in there since before we lived at this house. Well, there's I'm also stuff from the of, old school. I'm gonna get rid of a lot of that. That's good. That's a good start. So you keep saying that, but we haven't done it yet. Well, it you gotta do it. That's what we're doing. I gotta do it. You gotta do it. I said we gotta no, do it. Oh, we gotta do it. Okay, that's good. All right, number two. Picture frames, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely get rid of some of those. There is a ridiculous... And I have gotten rid of a lot of them. But there is a ridiculous collection of picture frames, and what's ridiculous about it is that when we get a picture that needs a frame, you go, oh, that doesn't fit any of those. It doesn't. None of those fit the pictures that I have, and I don't like that one's ugly. It doesn't. So why do we keep the ones that don't fit anything? I have gotten rid of the ones (laughs) that I don't like. I'm just saying that there's still a collection of them that you always say they don't fit anything. I will get rid of picture frames. All right, all right. So I'm already better than you because I. You said are. I, I said that up front. Bags. Bags. You like bags of all kinds. There's purses. There's shoulder bags. There's just like grocery shopping bags. Grocery bags, which are that. That's not too bad. We we pared that down quite a bit, but. Bags. You love bags. I'll get rid of some bags. Like, we have bags of bags. In fact, the other day, we were looking for something, and I opened up a suitcase, and you're like, oh, it's not in there. And it was a bag full of other bags. Uh-huh. And there's bags upon bags, bags upon bags. Bags, 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 bags. I'll get rid of bags. All right. Not all of them. Some of them. You love bags. Shoes. Do you have a ridiculous collection of shoes? I've been meaning to go through my shoes. That so. you never wear. Like... Our whole closet, you can't even go into our closet because it's so full of shoes. I would say the same thing about you, too. You have shoes you haven't worn in, like, our whole marriage. I could get rid of a shoe or two. So, can we agree to go through our shoes? You're like the Imelda Marcos of Yukaipa. (laughs) I don't know that reference. Really? She's famous for having, like, the largest collection of shoes in the world. What's her name? Imelda Marcos? No. Yeah, she was like Philippines, like the, uh, I don't know, like president's wife, or she, maybe she was the queen or something. I don't remember how their government works. Yeah, I don't need that many shoes. Basically, I need like a black dress shoe for the occasions when I wear a dress. It's just like you need your dress, your suit, yeah. shoes. Yeah. And then I need a good pair of like tennis shoes to go hiking. And I need my um, comfy uh, black water shoes, as the kids call them. That's it. Well, I'm not saying get rid of all of them, but I think that there are enough extra shoes that either you should get rid of them or put them back into rotation. Because from my observation, when you like misplaced shoes or you get a little tired of it, you stick them in the closet and buy another pair of exactly the same thing. Well, I have a lot of those right now because I I get a hole in them and then I forget to throw them away. Right, and that's my point. Either throw them away or put them back into rotation until you're ready to throw them away. Well, here's something. A lot of those shoes Audrey can wear now. That's true. So. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying get rid of them if they still have use in them, if they're actually put to use. Right. But if I did get rid of, like... A black trash bag. Not even a white trash bag, but a a black trash bag. That's the bigger ones. Thing of shoes. I donated them. I remember that. Like your mom's stuff. I remember that. And that's just a percentage of the shoes that you have. So, I have uh, definitely willing to get rid of this. Okay, this sidetrack before we get to my final one. We got a weird thing in the mail this week. And I doubt it's for many of our listeners, but I just want to, like, throw it out there because we got a package in the mail. (laughs) So bizarre. It's an Amazon package. came from the Amazon truck, and it was addressed to Audrey at our address, and in it was a shoe stretcher. Now, some of our listeners might not even know what that is, but it's like a little, like, wooden thing that's kind of shaped like the tip of a shoe, and you stick it in the shoe, and you, like, screw the thing, like... Tighten it up and it like spreads out the little end of it and it actually stretches the shoe and makes it so your shoe fits a little looser, you know? I don't know. My grandparents always had them, but I don't know why someone sent one of those to Audrey. And we, there's, 
no information, gift no gift thing. And we have texted and called everyone in our family. Everyone we can think of that might have sent us something. No one seems to know. It's not on our, like, our list, you no. know, like on our Amazon account or anything. So did someone out there send Audrey a shoe stretcher and not tell us? If so, write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com and let us know, because we're real curious. Yes. That oh. was my stomach. You can even see the little wave file on there. It's crazy. Isn't it crazy when your, like, stomach makes noises and you didn't do anything? Yeah. Weird. All right. Well, the final one of my top five, and I think this one probably of all of them, you'll acknowledge as the best. Okay. Nests. (laughs) Janelle creates what she calls her nests. And they're areas near where she likes to sit or lay down, right? Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, on one end of the couch, there's a nest, which we actually just attacked tonight. Looks good, doesn't it? It does. But what happens is she'll make a little nest and she puts, you know, like her pencils and things and she'll put like papers, drinks. Um, you know, I don't know, your phone chargers, whatever project you're working on, boxes of things. And then what happens is just, you know, as the days go on and it starts to like build up and more and more stuff, you abandon the nest and then you move to a different mm-hmm. place and create a new, a nest. new nest. So there's nests all throughout the house of Janelle. There's one by your bed, there's one by the couch, there's one in the kitchen. Now, the kitchen nest is all of your dumping ground. It's if not, you though. don't know. Where something goes, you put it on my But we haven't desk. done that in a long time. Like, we've stopped doing that. So, all that stuff on there is your stuff. No. It is. You just don't realize it. So, there's all these little pockets of nests all throughout the house. And I think that's something that you could uh, work on. Well, I already cleaned one up. We did. So we well, attacked it tonight so that we could get... Because there's the nest blocking where the Christmas tree would go. <laughs> I don't use that nest anymore. It's well, done. I know that's I've what I mean. On. It's like birds do this in the wild too. They use a nest for a while and then they like move on for whatever reason. And there's all like an old dead nest. My current nests are bedroom nests, playroom nests. Oh, playroom! I forgot playroom nest. Yes, bed nest. Playroom nest is like huge. That's become like a. You know, like pack rats, like actual pack rats in the wild, they build these huge, like, huts that they pile over. It's almost like a beaver dam, but... You've taken over that, too, though, with your big old puzzle. Yeah. And your rubber animals. I'm like the uh, hermit crab of the <laughs> nesting I'm world. I'm like, get away from my when nest. You, when you abandon the nest, I you come and move into it. board games on my bench. Like, you said you were going to put those away, and they're invading my nest. Get your nest away from my nest. I think the takeaway from all of this is that Dejunk December is something we should probably do every year. And Aaron had a really good idea. Every year? Like, how about throughout the year? Well, yes. But I'm saying a concentrated month of it is definitely helpful. Yeah. Because we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff already. A lot. I would say, like, a moderate amount. I've gotten rid of, like, a couple of boxes worth of stuff and a couple of bags of stuff. That's a lot for me. Plus, we've also organized a lot of things that were It's not a lot piled. for a hoarder show, though. So. It's not, but we're not actually hoarders. Like, we're this side of it. There's a line, and we do not... All of our house is functional. You can get to everywhere. The only place that even... We're a little bit hoarderish. The only place that, like, is kind of hoarderish is the garage, but I would venture to say that the percentage of people who have a garage piled with boxes is a lot higher than the percentage of people who are like full-on hoarders and you can't move around in their house. I'm not saying it's not bad, but there's a lot of people who have lots of boxes in their garage. Maybe. Help me out here. Am I wrong? Does everyone have their garage all cleared out or are there boxes in there? That Airbnb was stayed in. They had a cleaned out garage. Okay, but they're renting their house out and that's their <laughs> vacation home. That's different. I'm not saying that I'm what not... What about those speakers? Are those, like, usable? They're like, completely usable. Could you ever usable. make them work? Yeah. Like, what do you have to do? Plug them in. To what? That amplifier right there. But what would you play through the amplifier? Well, that's the issue. I could 
hook up like the TV to it if I had a thing. But really what it needs is a CD player. Oh. My CD player broke, remember? No. When did the CD player break? Shortly before we moved here. So the speakers have been there for 11 years. <laughs> We've never had them plugged in here. I mean, <laughs> what are you implying? <laughs> They've just simply been holding our books that we're reading. Well, and the <laughs> video games on the other side. <laughs> and I was just curious as I was looking at our stuff. Look, I'm not denying that I'm a pack rat and I have clutter. But you can walk around... Didn't you get in, like, an argument with your roommates about your speakers? It was, like, you used to have more. I used to have multiple speakers. Like, how many speakers did you have in your like, apartment? When we're talking about speakers, we're talking about, like, big, you know, like home big stereo speakers. speakers. Like, the speakers that we have are, what, three feet? Yeah, three feet tall? two and a half feet, whatever, something like that. So I used to have, like, three pairs, so six of them. And did you have them all plugged in? Yeah. I had, like, wall of sound. It was amazing. But also unnecessary. So what did you do? How did it, like, how did you finally... I don't know. Eventually I pared it down. to get rid of... Probably gave some to my brother and, I don't know, just moved along and realized I didn't oh, need to have it all. Oh, that's the other thing. If you'll take anything of Phil's... He'll feel better. That does make it easier to get rid of stuff. But if you I gotta know. like really keep it. Like you can't just say you're gonna take it and throw it away, or that will haunt his dreams. Well, it depends. It depends on what it is, but it helps to know it's going to someone that can put it to use, mm-hmm. or that you know wants it for whatever reason. So, like all that baby stuff in the garage, if it's going to a, like a right. person in need, that will be. And helpful. we have a lot of that. I mean, I'm. I will tell you. Remember, I said that. My my childhood toys take up less room. The biggest items in our garage are baby furniture, toys, and clothing from our kids. We have boxes and boxes and tubs of those, plus all the furniture, car seats. That's what well, takes up the it largest too, amount. Like you have a attachment to a lot oh, of the. Clothing. I'm not blaming that on you. I'm just saying that's what you we need to pare down. It. That's what we need to pare down. That's If we could get that pared down, we'd be a good step along the way. There's other stuff out there, too, but that would help. Um, We have a lot to do. We do. And we have a lot of other stuff to talk about on the show. This is a very deep, like, de-junk December conversation here. Thank you guys for joining us in this conversation. What would you like your significant other to de-junk? And what do you think we should get rid of? You've heard uh, all (laughs) kinds of stuff now. Hey, I'm willing to pare down. You were willing to pare down one thing. But other things that aren't on the list, I'm willing to pare down, too. Mm -hmm. Uh You went for, like... I mean, you might as well ask me to get rid of CDs and records while you're at it. Jeez. I did not touch your CD records. That's the only thing And you I didn't. never have, and I never will. So you have a lot of stuff you collect. I'm just saying pare down your collections. Not your CDs, not your records. I let you buy the whatever you want, whenever you want it. So. <laughs> it's a little sore spot there. <laughs> I'd purposely didn't put CDs and records I on know, it. But then you're like, my childhood <laughs> toys? What? Candy dispensers? That's part of childhood toys. Same category. Then what can... What did you want me to put on the list? I don't know. <laughs> books? Probably could pare down books a little bit. Yeah, you definitely could. Probably some... I don't know. We've gone through some board games, but I think there's still some there's more we could... more of that. Pair down on that. Is lame. Um, I don't know. Like again, I'm willing to let go of some of the baby clothes and baby furniture and things because those take up a lot of room out there. All right, let's do it. And other stuff. There's a lot of other stuff out there in our garage. A lot. Let's do it. All right. It's time to move along, and it's time to talk about movies. Movie time. 
So we watched a few movies this week. We did. We watched a lot of movies this week. We actually really did. Um, partly because the new Spider-Man movie is coming out. The latest yes! Marvel movie. And Next week. we're getting ready to see it. And my brother, Matthew, has never seen some very crucial movies in the Marvel Universe. Specifically the Spider-Man ones. So <laughs> what we did is we went back and we watched... Um, Civil War, Captain America Civil War, which is where mm-hmm. Spider-Man's introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then we watched Spider-Man Homecoming, and we still have to watch Spider-Man Far From Home going before we go into the new one. He did watch Infinity War and Endgame, so he yeah, does have that, you know. But we're just kind of doing the Spider-Man primer, his main storyline there, so that he's ready to see the new movie. Because right. we got to get him ready for it. So, I mean, those are all amazing and wonderful. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't, it hasn't been that long since we watched them. But. No, we watched them all in order recently. But it's getting me hyped up. It's so exciting. Of course, we've watched all the old Spider-Man movies, too. Like, all the stuff that might be pertinent to this movie. We've watched them all, but... Oh, I can't wait. The other thing that we watched some of this week is... I've been wanting to watch these for a while with the kids. I may have waited a little too long. Because they're a little older. <laughs> I still think they're funny, but we started watching some of the Ernest movies, as in, know what I mean? Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the kids have enjoyed them. But we started, we were kind of watching them in order, so the first one is Ernest Goes to Camp, and that one is probably, well, at least of the early ones, the most campy, ha ha ha, but it really is a little cheese, and it's, you know, 80s movie, but I don't know, I, I think it's fun. It's like a, it's like a live-action cartoon. Janelle does not enjoy them. Uh, am I? I don't mean to speak for you. No, but. no, it's not that I don't enjoy them. I just never have to see it again in my life. <laughs> I think they're fun. I watched them. I've watched most of them before, and I didn't ever think I would see them again. But I have very fond memories of her. I enjoy watching old movies that I watched as a kid with our kids. So that's. The joy I'm getting out of it. And then the second one is Ernest Saves Christmas, which is maybe my favorite of them. Although I do love Ernest Goes to Jail, too. And we haven't watched that one yet, so we'll see. Like how It's been a long time since I've watched them. but You said it's your favorite. What? Ernest Goes to Jail. I think so. But what I'm saying is I've watched Christmas way more and way more recently. It's mm-hmm. been a long time since I've seen Jail. That was yeah, my favorite. I remember, like... Seeing Ernest Saves Christmas, like, within our marriage. Yeah, whereas the other ones, it's probably been since, like, the 90s since I watched it. So that was my favorite win back then. But, you know, as an adult, I don't really remember. <laughs> so lots to see. But Christmas, what do you think of Ernest Saves Christmas? Um, I thought it was a fun Christmas movie. All right, compare it to Ernest Goes to Camp. I liked it better. Yeah, I think it's a more solid movie. They definitely, like, improved their filmmaking on it and stuff. Yeah, they had a little more money. Yeah. Um, but the one I was most excited to see was a uh, a little special on the Disney Channel called Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. And we did watch that. Found that on YouTube. And how did that one hold up for you? That was pretty bad. I mean, that one is just an extended just commercial, commercial, really. But it's fitting because Ernest, the character, got his whole start as Jim Varney doing commercials, you know, yeah. talking to Vern and stuff. So, But I do have to rub in one thing. So we were watching <laughs> it and this, like, newscaster character comes on and his name was Ralph Story. And I said to the Phil and the kids, I said, he's like a real like news anchor. Like, I was like, yeah, Ralph Story. Because all the people, <laughs> all these news anchors are all like fake joke names. Yeah, but I didn't say that about them. I said, this guy is a real. He's a real. And I looked it up and he was. All I'm saying is all the other news anchors had goofy names too. And then Ralph Story <laughs> comes on and you're like, oh, he's real. And I'm like. Oh, yeah, yeah, these are but all real. I, like, remembered watching him with, like, my grandparents or something. Like, I had a connection to it. All right. Well, I admitted you were right about that already. I love it when I'm right and you're wrong. So we'll have to see how the rest <laughs> of the Ernest movies hold up as time goes yes, on. We'll we're going to keep watching through them all. At some point. 
All right. Well, we got to move along to just a couple other things. We got two more quick categories or two more quick segments to cover. First of all, Couch Potato Corner. Oh, for sure. Couch Potato Corner. The CPC. All right. There's one main thing that we've got to cover, but, you know, briefly, we have watched um, our kind of our regular shows recently, Wipeout. We've been watching a bunch of. We always keep up on AFV now that we were on the show to like yeah, just see yeah. in case our thing ever pops up on the uh, flashback time or whatever. We've weirdly been into Let's Make a Deal. I don't think it's weird. We've watched a lot of Let's Make a Deal recently. <laughs> we also, Janelle and I, just the two of us, we started watching Only Murders in the Building, which is Steve Martin and Martin Short, and it's on Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. I have to tell you something about um, Only Murders in the Building that I heard on the Office Ladies podcast okay. today. So, in the office, Steve Carell's character, Michael, says that he thought that the saddest day of his life would be when Steve Martin dies. Uh-huh. I think it was in reference to... Something about Michael Scott Paper Company. I, I don't remember why, but he okay. said that. But then in episode two of Only Murders in the Building, one of the characters said, what if the guy was, like, rude? Like, the guy that, you know, I don't want to give anything I don't know right. what you're saying. Okay. So, you can guess that in a show such as Only Murders in the Building, there's... Some murders? <laughs> yes. I don't think that's a spoiler to say that. So, it's in the title. They're talking about a guy that gets murdered. Like, what if he was a jerk? Okay. And and the, I think it was Martin Short's character says he was a total jerk like Michael Scott in The Office. <laughs> uh, so it's like so back full around. So circle, right? That's good. That's pretty so, good. Yeah. Anyways, I heard that on their podcast and... Now I'm bringing it here. <laughs> Would you say that's like your favorite, not our own podcast? Oh, I love Office Ladies. Office Ladies, yeah. Yeah, because they're doing a rewatch of The Office, which is my favorite show of all time. And they're like behind the scenes tidbits. Like Jenna Fisher goes deep. Like she finds, she like not only researches like, if they say something in the show, like about jeans, for example, she'll do this like deep dive research on the <laughs> history of jeans. So you're not only learning about like all this behind the scenes stuff on the show, but you learn about, I don't know, expense reports. Like she'll go in <laughs> and tell you the history of expense reports. And I've enjoyed the little snippets I've heard with you. Yeah, they're great. I love it. So, Jenna and Angela, if you guys are listening, I'm sure you guys listen to our show, too. You know, we'd love to do a collab at some point. We could come on. You could come on here. You know, we'll kind of do a swap, maybe, to make an interview or just, like, a quick segment or whatever. Yeah, so, let us know. we're here for you. We're Man, here for you whenever you need us. You can bandarianorangeshow at gmail.com if you want to reach out. Um, that would be cool. So, let's set that up, right? All right. I mean, you know, cross-promotion can be mutually beneficial. <laughs> Symbiotic relationship, you know. <laughs> okay, but finally, in the uh, Couch Potato Corner category, we've got to talk real quickly about Hawkeye, which is the new Marvel show on Disney Plus featuring, spoiler alert, Hawkeye. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. It's so, so good, amazing. right? I mean, in the last episode, I screamed so loud. We don't want to spoil anything because I'm sure people, you know, are behind. It's a busy time of year and stuff, but. It is like Christmassy, you yeah, know, you Saturday, watch Christmas it time. During the Christmas it's season. Kind of perfect. So if you haven't watched it yet, I mean it's like PG thirteen type of show, you know, so you're fine. It's so good. It's like funny, it's touching, it's exciting. Obviously there's a lot of action and stuff. And I highly, highly recommend it. It's like must see TV. Must see. And that's it for Couch Potato Corner. All right, we got one more thing we got to do, and that is video games. Video games! All right, well, the main thing, you know, we, of course, play games all the time, whatever. Animal Crossing, Nine Parchments, we played some more of this week. 
Disney Magical World yeah, 2. Yeah, you guys have been into that. Yeah, that came out on uh, on Switch. And I really think you'd have fun with it. You should I'm try sure. it. I'm sure. Maybe it, during winter break. It's like kind of got some Animal Crossing things, but it's, of course, Disney. But there's also like some battle parts, like combat and stuff. Like real life. It's real simple, but it's really I don't fun. like combat. It's real simple. You'll be Although fine with I've it. been enjoying it in nine parts. Yeah. Trust me, it's right up your alley. You would definitely get into it. Anyway, that's really fun. But the main thing we got to talk about video games is I read some more Moby Dick in The Longing. Mm. Now, before we get to the book part, I got to say The Longing. You guys remember this is a game that takes 400 days in real time and it's complete. Well, our games have finished. Like, 400 days is up. What? But I found out, like, you can still keep, like, reading within the game. And you just, like, there's... Something you have to do to, like, trigger the ending to happen. So, my counter is at zero, but I can still keep reading. So, oh, I'm just going to keep reading. Goodness. Yes, I mean, I could finish the game and then restart it and do it again. But I'm just going to keep reading and not finish it yet. But Luke and Audrey have both finished theirs. So, and you can start it over, but there's, like, a thing you have to do. It's it's kind of designed to look like you can only play it once and then you, it's dead and you can't play it anymore. Mm, so, it's very tricky. Tricky. Anyway, that being said, it's time to jump quickly from our video games into fiction books. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. So as you know, I've been reading the book Moby Dick within the longing on a video game on the Nintendo Switch. I read a couple more chapters. And finally, the protagonist, which is Ishmael and Queequeg, you know, he's like supposedly like somewhere in the South Pacific, something, some fictional island, but he's definitely not really a real culture that he's from or whatever. Right. But the two of them, like, they're heading out to the port where they're going to try to catch a whaling ship. And so there's like a, you know, they're inland and they're going to take like a ferry ship out to it, basically, right? Right. So when they get on the boat, like, everyone's looking at Queequeg all weird because, you know, he's. A, quote unquote and I'm putting quotes out there but in the terms in the book like a savage right they're seeing him as like someone to like avoid he's dangerous right. and, and so everyone's like giving him the side eye well in the meantime one of the uh, sail things you know the jib the sw- arm that swings around like mm-hmm. breaks loose and it swings around and it's like no one can grab it and it's knocking people off and they're both going out of control and everyone's freaking out and he steps in and saves the day he you know, stops the thing from swinging around and rescues the guy that gets knocked over and and uh, saves the day. And all of a sudden, now everyone, like, respects him on the boat. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. That's where we left off. A couple more chapters in. Wow. How much more do you have? Oh, a lot. A <laughs> lot. There's, uh, there's quite a bit to go. I'm really enjoying it, though. It's very entertaining. It's good. All right. Any other, like, fiction books you want to talk about? Let's see. We read a story called uh, Tops and Bottoms uh-huh. this week. Okay. It's a trickster tale. I don't know what that means. You don't know what a trickster tale is? I mean, I can guess. It's the newer word for fable. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> All right. It features uh, animals that have human characteristics. There's a moral so a lesson to be learned. What well, is it called a fable? I don't know. I'm just teaching what they say. Okay. I tell I tell them both. Okay. You might hear it referred to as a trickster tale. Anyway, the story is great. It's about this bear who's very lazy, and he's inherited a lot wealth of land. From his father, who was not lazy. And uh, the hare made a bad bet with a tortoise. And he is very poor and in a lot of debt. This feels like very thinly veiled. (laughs) So he goes to Bear and says, hey, I'll plant some vegetables on your land. I'll do all the work. You don't have to do anything. Just tell me, do you want the tops or do you want the bottoms? Of the carrots? You know, he just says tops or bottoms. So uh, Bear says, I want the tops. So, of course, Hare plants some carrots. I think in radishes. Okay. And then when harvest time, he goes, oh, here you go. 
here's your tops. He keeps all the bottoms. <laughs> and he bears very mad and angry. And he's like, well, I want the bottoms now. And he's like, okay, okay. I, I can be fair. You can have the bottoms now. So then he plants... Um, like tomatoes or something. Tomatoes, yeah. And then, of course, tricks bear again, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, he said he wants the middle. The bear says he wants the middle. And so he plants corn. <laughs> or, I, I forget how it is, but he plants corn and, you know, they the inside. Oh, he said outside. he wants the tops and the bottoms. Oh, okay. And, you get and the then, then the hair takes the middle. Anyways, the bear learns that he shouldn't be so lazy because he just slept the whole time while hair did all the work. And uh, so the bear is the wealthy landowner <laughs> mm-hmm. politician and the yeah. working class. It's uh, very, <laughs> very, uh, very thinly veiled. Similar. But um, it's just funny. The artwork's great, and it's a great story. I enjoyed it this week. Well, I read quite a bit, like, on our trip and stuff, and I've been reading uh, several things. So, I actually, we've been reading The Great Brain with the kids. Yeah. um, And that's been really fun. We're actually on the second book now, The Great Return of the Great Brain, I think, something like that. Um, I also read, and this one was a quick read, but Babe the Gallant Pig. Which is I need to read that. It's the book that the movie Babe was based on, and with like you know James James Cromley Crowley Cromwell. I knew I'd get there. <laughs> James Cromwell Crowley is uh <laughs> that's from Downton Abbey, right? Downton Abbey. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a fantastic book. It's very very quick. I mean, it's I don't know probably a hundred pages, but there's lots of pictures in big font. But it is beautiful. Like I cried reading mm-hmm. it. It was like pretty much a one sitting read. But man, is it good! And it makes me want to. I want you guys all to read it so that we can watch the movie again because well, the kids have never seen the movie because it's just beautiful. Like it's it's such a thing. And I'm not like a huge animal lover, as you know. I don't hate animals, but it doesn't like tug at my heartstrings. But it doesn't matter. Like it's oh, a yeah. beautiful story. Um, so that was pretty great. It is interesting though, because it's definitely a children's book and, um, it's all set on a farm and, you know, one of the main characters is a female dog and they use the appropriate term for a female dog. But I will admit in a children's book with pictures, it was jarring at first (laughs) to see that. I'm like, oh, okay. I gotcha. Okay. So just a heads up, you know, I mean, (laughs) nothing wrong with that word in that context, but you know, be prepared with you got small children, right? Depending on how you want to handle it, that's up to you. <laughs> it's also, like in the the is it Vegas vacation when they go on the tour? At the yeah, the Hoover, Hoover Dam. Dam. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I also read a book by Gordon Corman called Linked, which just just came out. Gordon Corman's fantastic. One of my favorite authors, adult or children's targeted, whatever, because he's written all kinds of stuff. Um, this one is definitely like I don't know middle grade, like it's I don't know eighth graders in the book, yeah. seventh and eighth graders, right? So whatever. Whatever you call that. But um, most of his books, or many of his books, I should say, are, you know, lighthearted and funny and just comedy. There's, there's touching moments and stuff, too. But, you know, it's usually a fairly light one. But this one is, like, a pretty heavy storyline. And I won't spoil, like, exactly what happens. But basically, the book opens with someone shows up to school and they find a giant swastika painted on one of the walls. Oh, and wow. there's, like... And then they start popping up around the school, and there's all kinds of things that come out of that. And, you know, the different, like, Jewish families and minorities in the community are, you know, concerned about it for obvious reasons. And there's all kinds of stuff. Anyway, it's a beautiful story. Mm. It, like, really, like, I was crying all throughout it. I mean, the way I say that sounds bad. But the way that the community handles it and the lessons that people learn. And I don't want to spoil things too much, but, oh, my gosh, like, it's really beautiful. I I'm, would be surprised if it doesn't get on some curriculum list for, like, right. you know, tolerance uh, education and stuff like that. That's um, great. So I really highly recommend that. You know, just be aware it's not as light a read as they often are, although it's, right. it's fun and funny, too. But, oh, man, it's 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 really, really well done. Sounds so. like the great brain is like that, too. Different. But, yes, there's also some heavy themes. That one goes back and forth. It's... That one's more, uh, you know, each each chapter is sort of a self-contained story. Mm-hmm. And so some of them are be real funny. Other ones deal with, like, more tragic stuff. And 
you know, it's a real slice of life type of thing. Slice of life. Right, well, that's a lot on fiction books, but I do like to read, and I hope you guys do too. So write to us at mandarinorangeshow.gmail.com and tell us what you're reading. And uh, we'd like to hear from you. While we're at it, we're going to wrap up this episode. Wrap it up for Christmas. Put a bow on it. Put it under our tree that's... Tag it. Up, but not decorated. you guys from Phil and Janelle. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We love having you guys along for the ride. Thank you, Janelle, for hosting with me. As always, I enjoyed it immensely. Make sure you guys check out all the stuff like we said earlier. Join our Facebook group. Drop us a line at mandarinorangeshow.gmail.com and tell us what's going on. Tell us your preferred temperature at your house. And make sure you guys participate in Dijunk December with us. Tell, tell us, us what you're getting rid of. What are you getting rid of? What are you cleaning out? Because as you can tell, it's like not easy to do. We, you know, don't worry. We're fine. We've had way bigger conflicts over junk dejunking before than this. This is uh, all this part is of the process. friendly banter. Yes. Yeah, so it's all, it's all good. But it's, it's been really good already so far. We have gotten rid of a lot of stuff. And we will continue to do so. So, thank you guys for joining us. And um, I think it's going to do it. That'll do it. So, for the Mandarian Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to. Mm -hmm.